Good morning. I'm Eric Gao, and you are listening to Looking South here on ICRT, the program where we examine the central government's new southbound policy. Recently, we've been looking at educational exchanges under the policy, and here to talk to us about the language learning is Joanne Xu, an associate trade officer from the Bureau of Foreign Trade. Ms. Xu, good morning, and welcome to the program. Good morning, Eric. Selamat pagi, para bendengar. Uh, so that leads us into my first question. Uh, what Southeast Asian language have you learned and what made you choose that language? The language I learned is Indonesian. Um, actually, I'm quite interested in ASEAN countries. Since I've been to Singapore as an exchange student, I've been traveled around there and learned a little bit Burmese. So I chose Indonesian as my second foreign language and challenged myself. At that time, I haven't known that the dots will be connected looking forward. But looking back now, uh, the, the dots are connected and it really opened up my new paths in the career life. Uh, what made you choose Indonesian as opposed to other Southeast Asian language that you could have picked up? Actually, the other choice, the other option is Vietnam. But I think Indonesian is easier to learn. Uh, how difficult did you find learning Indonesian and what kind of program did you take to learn this language? When you first look at Indonesian, it looks like English, but you just cannot understand that. Then since Indonesian has no tenses, no gen- words of gender, it's spelled as what it pronounced and what it sounds. So it's easier to learn comparing to Mandarin, English or any other Southeast Asian languages. So it uses the same English alphabet in writing. So if you know English already uh, from schooling here in Taiwan, then you would have an easier time picking this up, at least from the um, reading and writing perspective. Somehow the vocabulary, you can know that it comes from, maybe it comes from English, but I think actually it comes from the European languages. It's just because you... You learn that in English, and the first foreign language of mine is English, so mm-hmm. I can only think of English to Indonesian in my mind. Uh, the program I took is BIPA program in University of Indonesia. It's the Indonesian program for foreign speakers that is divided into three levels, including elementary, intermediate, and advanced levels. of the participants are from Korea, 20% from Japan, and 10% from other countries. In class, we have quite inspiring learning environment. Since our teacher encouraged us to raise our hands to ask questions, and we can discuss with our classmates. In addition to the regular courses, we also have other activities, like Indonesian Day, for Biba students to participate in singing contests or short drama contests and so on. Then we also got the field trips that the teacher will take us out of campus. We still got speech contest. And extracurricular is my favorite part because we learn how to play the traditional musical instruments, how to dance in the traditional way. Last but not least is the Fun games to celebrate uh, National Independence Day of Indonesia in in the Indonesian way in August. For this program, did you sign up as an individual or was this part of a government program to help people get into Southeast Asian schools or something like that? It it is a government-sponsored program for me to go there, but at there, I'm just one of those classmates, same as others. The participants are students, university students who exchange there or they are from 
they're expats from the private companies or from government. So uh, what benefits did you see from learning Indonesian and what do you hope to do with your language proficiency? I do benefit from this kind of program because since I'm in charge of bilateral trade affairs between Taiwan and Indonesia now in Bureau of Foreign Trade, I can talk with Indonesian officials in their language. I can search for information in Indonesian. Furthermore, I've tried several times of interpreting Mandarin and Indonesian, but it is really challenging for me. Although the performance is quite satisfying, I think I still got a lot to improve. So in the future, I hope I can expand my background knowledge and try to learn more relevant terms in different fields. Uh, who do you think would benefit from these kinds of language learning programs and uh, why, why those kind of peoples? I think anyone who's interested in Indonesia and Indonesian can benefit. To be more specific, the people who want to study or work in Indonesia will definitely benefit from these kinds of programs because after the intense training courses, expats from government or private sectors can speak fluently and accurately while knowing the nationality and the culture. For students who want to take a bachelor or master's degree in Indonesia can build up the language ability to qualify for application. So how are these uh, language programs increasing interaction between Taiwan and the new Southbound Policy partner countries? From my point of view, it's hard to see the outcome immediately, but it's really a positive cycle for both countries. Because we can know more about each other's culture, meaningful festivals, experience the friendliness of people. And in class, we network with classmates, foreign classmates who are in the same interest. Out of the class, we mingle with local students that teach us out of the textbooks. After that, we share our experiences to the followers and friends on our Instagram or Facebook which will also enhance their understanding to Indonesia if they are not so familiar with. What would you say was the most memorable part of your time spent in Indonesia? Mm, well, there are many great moments there. The most impressive part will be returning to my Indonesian friend's home, Yubi's hometown, to celebrate Lebaran. Lebaran is festival of breaking the fast which is celebrated by all the Muslims worldwide to mark the end of one-month fasting. So when I spent my holiday with UB's family, we distribute food to the poor, we pray in the mosque, we visit the graves of ancestors, also go to relatives' houses. Then I also got the uh, money in the colorful envelope, just like we got red envelope during our Chinese New Year. So thanks to the hospitality of the UB's big family, I got wonderful memory there. We've been chatting with Joanne Xu from the Bureau of Foreign Trade about her experiences learning Indonesian. Ms. Xu, thank you for joining us on the air today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Eric. And that's it for today's installment of Looking South on ICRT. Next week, we'll be continuing our look at the impact that the new Southbound policy has on education. And remember, you can find this and past episodes of the program on the Looking South blog or on the podcast section of the ICRT website or app. I'm Eric Gao, and I'll be back at the same time next week. Thank you all for tuning in.